Everybody, we are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalkInc.com. I'm Real David. I'm joined with in house today, Ryan. What's going on, Leo? He's real. He's really <laughs> next to me. I'm a real boy. <laughs> How's it going, guys? And Jen. Hey, guys. All right. So today we are starting our two week little like Oscar Oscar-y focus. It's the road to the Oscars. The road to the Oscars. The long season is almost over, and then two weeks we can just talk about Marvel again. Sounds good. To me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We can go back to DC, then ease into Marvel. That is true because DC is next week. Uh, and Jen wasn't on when I said this, but the first three comic book movies of the year are all women-led. Really? So Birds of Prey. Yes. Black Widow. Oh, Black. And Widow. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, Wonder Woman. Yes. And then it was not to November, right? Till we Yay, get the Eternals. Women. Yeah, yeah. Which is led by a woman somehow. Yeah, and it's also led by a woman. Which one? Uh, uh, the it's Eternals. Eternals. Oh, the Eternals. Right? Yes. Oh, we have some badass yeah. women in that one. Yeah. Angelina she Jolie. Is, she is. She's like the, 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 the main I am God. not even going to pretend that I know who <laughs> the Eternals are. I am basing this straight up on like the actors that were cast yep. and like the little yep. blurbs that I've learned about them. I kn- this is all I know so far about the Eternals. It was a very, very limited Kirby run that lasted, I think, 19 issues. That's it. Well, I think they're like they're godlike. So yes, figure like space gods, almost like they're more powerful than the Asgardians. So, and and the other thing that I saw is that it is Kirby run, small Kirby run, and it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, now because they've expanded, but they had a longer run than Eternals did at the time of their oh, original release. So, wow. and I know is Gemma Chan the lead on that one? Then is that is she's the one that's being like the front, the I, or I maybe? have no I idea. I feel like it would probably be Angelina. So the premise: after an unexpected tragedy following the events of Avengers Endgame, the Eternals, an immortal, an immortal alien race created by the Celestials who have secretly lived on Earth for over seven thousand years, reunite to protect humanity from their evil counterparts, the Deviants. I wonder if that's what's bringing in the big baddie. Oh, that's interesting because I know in the comics, Thanos. Thanos has the deviant gene. Mm-hmm. That's why he looks different from all his like siblings. And Gemma Chan is one of the top. Yeah, Eternals. I think Gemma's going to be the lead on that one. Then. Good call. Now, is like Runaways and all that now officially part of the MCU? It's over, but yeah. it does make yeah. sense so because... I'm not the Marvel head here. You know how, spoiler alert, um, what's his name? He oh, Cole. 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 Cole from Cole. Cole. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like he, I speak you. I speak your language. Yes. Was he an Eternal, I think? Or um, what was he exactly? He wasn't an Eternal. He might have been a Celestial, but I don't think he's an Eternal. Okay. But I, know, but I know Cole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, this year, Marvel, before the Disney Plus shows hit, it's all run by women. Yay. Yay, women. All right, (laughs) so let's kick it off with a little bit of news. Nothing big in terms of what this really means. It just shows that Netflix is not giving up on winning an Oscar. Uh, Netflix lands Bradley Cooper's Bernstein film. The funny thing is that do you know who's producing said film no steven spielberg 
Whoa. After all that that he said about Netflix. Yeah. Amblem is producing the film. <laughs> That's funny. I just thought it was funny when I read who was producing it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Steven, Steven. I guarantee Steven eventually directs a Netflix film. It okay. wouldn't shock me now, if one day he memory. does. What did he say exactly? Does he have he time did... for that right now with Avatar? Is no, not that's James on? Cameron, man. Oh. James Cameron. <laughs> Don't you disrespect Steven Spielberg. <laughs> um, no, um, he's actually finishing up West Side Story. There it is. Yeah. So Gross. one of next year's predicted <laughs> Best Picture nominees. It's like Leo and Ryan, you're fairly new into the Oscar game, yeah, right? Pretty much. West Side Story is a Best Picture nominee next year, don't yeah. you think? You so you and I had this conversation before or after 1917. Yeah, I, I'm still not at the point where I can say a movie is a nominee without the movie having come out. At yeah, least. yeah. So I can't. I'm like based on the title and the director. Yeah. Okay, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, just based on that. Yeah, yeah. Based on who it is. Unless they go cats, that's the only way they can fail. But like if someone would have if someone would have pitched you cats and told you the names that were attached to it, you probably would have been like, Oh, there's possible gonna be a good I, I, I I thought so too. Sure. I th- I mean West Side Stories is a remake of probably one of the biggest best picture winners of all time. But keep in mind this one's not a musical at all though. This one is like a movie, movie. No, it's a musical. Are you sure? It's a musical. Oh, then, then, yeah. there's, then there's no reason to make this movie whatsoever. Don't there is Jenny, no reason. Jenny's to right. Make Jenny's right. I thought there was, is no reason to make I thought, I thought this it wasn't movie. a musical, which I'm If like, I okay. go into West Side Story and I don't hear Maria now, but you're going to remake it, so at least do something different. What would you at least do different? They're probably going to add a Beyonce into Actually, a solo, solo I would do something. nothing It's funny you make... Because you... it's one of my favorite movies <laughs> and one of my favorite like musicals. Too, so there's that. And... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that work here. I, I like when you're here. <laughs> no. Um, Not. It's funny you mentioned that what, they, what they can do different. It's back on Broadway, actually. Yeah. Okay. But it has a modern twist. Yeah. And I'm okay. actually not going to go see it either. <laughs> yeah. I have zero interest in it. But yeah. I, I like it when Jenny gets so like marked out and protective yeah. about a certain like property. It's, yeah. it's great. Each of us has gotten this protective about <laughs> one thing. This is so cool. No. And then like I say, I can't wait for it because it's Spielberg. And she's like, no. no I mean, it's a direct- classic. And I understand that like you want to modernize it and like whatever and maybe you want to change around some of the stereotypes that were there it's not perfect but like it's still a movie and it's a classic and i feel like you're changing and you're taking away from that person's work from bernstein from jerome robbins who choreographed it from robert wise who directed it like you're taking away their work in a way it's not to say that you can't make your own adaptation but there's so many original projects out there like focus yeah. on that yes there's so you. much stuff re- that you could be doing so I'm and just because pitch- you're risk averse and you don't want to lose money so you're like i'm gonna just do this and bet that i'll definitely get an audience for it so let me, like, huh. let me it, look, it looks like in, a, in an interview he made he did in 19 in 2017 he mentioned that he wants to make it closer to the original musical than to the movie so I guess unless you've seen both, I are seen. there big differences so between I've them? Seen, so I've seen the Broadway show like when it came back like many, many years ago. Um, I don't know how many. I can't tell you now off the top of my head how many differences there were, but I don't know. So eh. Jenny makes a good point. I don't know that we need it. We need more original films. Like Agreed. it was announced that Bambi and Pinocchio are getting <laughs> rebooted. <laughs> oh, good. Those stories really need a good retelling. I <laughs> I'm not Full lie. disclosure. Actually, some of these I pretty don't badass. like Bambi. There's no Wait, reason. what? I don't care for Bambi at all. I own it because when I have kids, they're going to watch them. 
But I will say Bambi was never a movie that I went like that I, I gravitated to. Like well, that no, was one we, of my we, top Disney movies. We were wait, we were a little older, I guess. But like either way, Bambi before Mufasa died, Bambi's mom's death was the most traumatizing of them all. And it's not even close because Mufasa's death is much more. But now for, yeah. us, for us, it's Mufasa. Um, and I love Pinocchio, so but I don't know how they're going to do that. You don't need it. Like the they already did the best live action adaptation in my eyes when they did it in once. That's yeah, the best they can do. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, like I can't see them really doing anything unless you're going to do shot for shot. Ooh, ooh or those Geico commercials. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I like if that. If they can do that, I like that. In the movie. Yes, Disney and, and Geico bring you Pinocchio <laughs> live action. And then you can do anything. And then a reboot that no one asked for. Oh, Mean Girls. No. What? The other the other Why did you tell me which one? Anaconda. Oh, I don't give it. Because we I, needed I, another one of those with J Lo and Ice Cube. I don't even like the first one. Yeah. It's not it's not good. It's alright. It's entertaining. It's not But like I'd why rather do we need w- another one? I'd rather no. watch Sharknado. Yes. I do enjoy always. Sharknado. Sharknado is I've actually never <gasps> seen Sharknado. <gasps> Ryan. You love it. Ryan. Sharknado is Gold or like Absolute throw in gold. a big snake and then put it in Jungle Cruise that's coming out later this summer, like with The Rock and Emily Blunt. I mean, it's the same yeah. word idea. Um, and like I mentioned, the other thing that's getting rebooted is Mean Girls. Yes, why? I've se- we've seen the musical. It's not as good as the movie. So David had even... never seen the movie before. Yep. Oh damn, me, that's a pretty and movie. He watched Loved it before it. we yeah. went yeah. to the musical, and the musical is good, but it's not the. Who's movie. my favorite character? Who did I like when we were watching a movie? I was like dying. Maybe I for- Gretchen? I forgot his no. Uh their friend, the guy. The guy. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Damien. Oh my god, he's he great. is hilarious. He's, he's better in the movie. He's much better in she the movie. He doesn't even go here. Yeah, that was <laughs> and I I had heard that phrase. Oh my god, but we're watching we're watching the movie. I didn't see it coming. So when it came out of <laughs> nowhere incognito. I died. It was hilarious. <laughs> but like Jen said, no need for word, for word. another one. I and, mean the musical does change a little bit from the movie, so it's it's a little different, but I can't. I mean, I can see this being really more Mean Girls too yeah. than anything. After this, can we just stop with you know taking things Amen, down Broadway? No. Amen. No. Can we just stop? We're not going to stop. So many We're not gonna stop. people make, out there. This makes me appreciate Parasite so much more, just for being a like a just fresh. Speaking of Parasite, unfortunately, Parasite two. <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, uh, DJ was announced. Not unfortunately. I've noticed something with the internet and Jen told me to not read internet trolls are all over the place but like because Parasite's not going to win best picture and because Bong Joon lost DGA yesterday Joker's not the villain anymore guys 1917 is everyone hates 1917 now and I'm sitting there because it did really well last night won DGA Deacons won the cinematography award, which he's gonna win the Oscar anyway. Which he's well deserving of. That. Absolutely, that's like a gimme. When we when we recorded last time, I remember when it I was, was after doing... PGA yeah. and uh, WGA. Not not the no. WGA is next week. I read something. I was doing the research for the list that like that 1917's only had one writing award nomination throughout the whole season. And yeah, like the Oscars all of a sudden. Uh, that's all ve- of a sudden, that's very important for isn't the that win. Interesting, because I don't think. I'd have to really research this for next week. I don't remember the last time a movie won Best Picture without a writing nomination. Uh, that the acting nomination is what it is. Yeah, they don't have one, and makes 
with the with the stack lineup, I get it. But um, that writing nomination was key for the movie so winning. Nineteen Seventeen is it's the, the front runner. Now. It's the front front runner. The only WGA and BAFTA are next week, and I guess that'll pretty much seal everything up. I just don't get it. Like the hate for Nineteen Seventeen now. Why can't we love Parasite and Nineteen Seventeen and Joker and Ford v Ferrari? <laughs> And all these movies. Because it's 2020, David. It was true. You hate something. Yes. It's like all these. Can, it's like film Twitter. Like, it's not surprising that 1917 is probably also getting all of this. It's a very much a. Oscar type movie. It's you know, not even Oscar type, but I feel like, right, like the majority. I mean, they've, they're doing a lot to make the Academy more diverse, but it's still white. And 1917 mm. is very much a white story. I mean, it's understandable okay. because we're in Britain. It's the British Army. I have, like, it, I have, it's historical, and that is the history. So it's nothing against that. But I'm saying as far as, like... I have a counter. You know. Why didn't Dunkirk get this? I don't know. It's the same thing. It is the same thing. It's the like exact the same, same thing. <laughs> it's like it's just one movie. different war mm-hmm. because everyone loves Christopher Nolan. And I can guarantee you the people that are shitting on 1917 have no idea who Sam Mendes is. They're like, oh, that guy that directed that James Bond movie a few years Actually, ago. Actually, my favorite Sam Mendes film is Revolutionary Road. That depressing Leo movie. Yeah, but it's really it's a Leo it's movie. A really it's good a Leo movie. movie. Funny story. Leo, Kate Winslet, his ex-wife was in it. Before we move on, very good story. So Je- Jenny's Jenny's watching Sabrina, right? And I went out to run some errands, and Jenny's watching it downstairs in her living room. And she had been watching the it upstairs. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So, I finished this first this uh, season already. It dropped on Friday. Already done. So excited I, for part four. So I come in, just settling back down, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna. I don't want to watch Sabrina because I'm behind. So, so I'm actually just doing a whole binge on Oscar movies. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's I watched a few. I watched Wolf of Wall Street was one of them. <laughs> so. I thought she would go upstairs. She stayed and watched the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to spend time with you. I'm sure and, and, you did. And Leo. And Leo. I'll well, say she, one, she wanted to spend time with the love of her life. Yes. And her husband. And her husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say I've to said it many fair, a times. I've, I've known Leo. I've known Leo longer. Of yes. Leo longer. Um, still <laughs> think that's Leo's best performance. He's uh, so Wolf? good. He is. That Quaalude scene deserves the Oscar on its own. That Quaalude scene is It's dope. so good. And then Jen's like, you know, Jen, she's like, oh, my God. All this all this sexual harassment that Leo does in this movie. No, that was When they were shaving the girl's head. Oh, well, that is totally like not. And then when they were talking about and they were talking about the the that she was though that she's going to use the ten thousand dollars to get breast implants and all like, that no, and Leo, that's just not like good. announcing it to the whole company <laughs> but a lot of everything that they did in that would be hr violation <laughs> big time i can't wait till we do here's a challenge in about two months we're going to be doing our 15th anniversary special on the office i started rewatching. i want you to write down every hr violation that michael scott does in the seventh oh season. my lord i actually don't have to write it down because i'm sure that someone on the internet has already taken care let's of let's bring morning. that up let's Dude, bring that up uh, so i'll look it up later. Uh, stacy and i started rewatching it maybe like three days ago yeah season one alone he's would have the gotten wor- anyone fired i think he's the worst in season one yeah his, he's not likable in the season racism one. is incredible it's so the diversity <laughs> <is so> <laughs> Has she seen it before? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. So it's on Netflix, right? It's or, not even that he's not likable because right. he's just like not. He, you can just tell he's like super ignorant and just he's just not. He doesn't become stupid, Michael, until season two. 
Yeah, because he's ignorant and stupid. So going I, w- forward. I gotta agree with David on this. For some reason, Michael Scott's gonna remain stupid regardless. Yeah, but he becomes like sympathetic, stupid. He's mean. Two, three. Yeah, he's. Mean. I think he's mean. And the like, what he does to Pam when he fakes fires her. Yeah, I'm like, like oh, that's, that's such not, a messed up. Prank. That's not. That's not cool at all. All right. So before we get to our while we're here today, we're gonna look at our five best, five worst, best picture lineups and five best, five worst. Winners and losers. Winners, yeah. Yeah. So, not going to go through everything, but any highlights of what you've seen this week? Oh, yes. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, Denny, how is it? It's so good. Yeah? I love it because I really like the graphic novel, like the story that they they went off of, and it's a darker Sabrina, and the writing is so good, and I really like the graphic novel, so that's why I really love the show, and I think they've, they've taken it, obviously, like we're already past where the graphic novel ends. But they've taken it past, and I think they've done really good, and they set you up. So it's only eight episodes, so okay. definitely easy to watch um, really fast. And I like I can't wait now till part four, but it'll probably be like late 2020. Anything else? Um, that's it. That's all that really and matters. Any highlight on your own way? Um, I saw getting ready for this list. I watched some Gangs in New York. Nice. I saw that for like by the first time in a long time, if not ever. Question, because we're gonna get into this a little later. Best performance in the movie. Just don't just just Leo. make me happy. Just feel it. it. I I was Leo so bad in that. Really? I think he's so bad. No, the for best performance I think is. I'm torn because I do like his performance in it. I'm maybe it's his character more than anything. Yeah. I think because I'm so much more invested in his character. Well, he's actually he's not the worst in the movie. Cameron Diaz is the worst oh, in yeah, that no, movie. Well, She's well, awful. Yeah. She is awful. Um, D- it's DDL. I need to pull up my Netflix recently. Watched. <laughs> <laughs> Any anything else or just no, that's gangs? the one that comes to my head. So. Leo. Well, as I told David off the line as we were taking the elevator up, unfortunately, I got convinced to watch a movie yesterday that I didn't really want to watch. It wasn't watch. me, right? No. Just, okay. It was Fan Force Stick 2. Stacey, Stacey again. <laughs> <Imagine> <laughs> the rewatch? No, dude. I ended up watching Midsummer yesterday. <laughs> Go, am I, I alone? Even, am I, I alone on this? It. It's such a weird, strange movie. But I will say the one thing that kind of like saved it was... was um, Based on because we talked about it maybe like three episodes in like we we talked about it a lot yeah like when G watched it when you watched it so like I hyped it up so much in my mind that I thought it was gonna be so much worse um, instead it, a little bit of a letdown but still strange as I will I won't lie to you I want to rewatch it again eh, you I sure think I just to see Florence Pugh yeah she's good Florence Pugh she's is good. worth watching it just for the yes. train wreck that follows I think I would have been more acceptable accepted of it if it wasn't as long as it was fair fair uh, i gotta ask did you watch it with stace uh no she watched she watched it in like a family get together and she hit me up she's like oh like my brother wants to watch it i'm like why does your brother want to watch it don't how, let how him did watch that it. scene with him and the ladies <laughs> <both>? <laughs> i'm very curious I gotta stace ask. you gotta let us know because i'm very curious how that scene curious went. minds want to know so she texts me she's like i'm watching this i'm like why i'm like i guess i can watch it to like give you support yeah and I watched it too, and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, it's not. I I, I kind of want Jen to watch it. It's weird. It's. I kind of want to watch it just to see. It's like, on Amazon. How weird it's on it Amazon is. Prime now. But the length is what scares me because I'm like, do That's I really want to devote <laughs> <laughs> this much time? To it's it. on Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. Yes. So you can watch it there. We'll see. And then some highlights. I saw. Um, I saw the turning. Unfortunately. Tell me about that. What the heck is the turning? It's about? a movie that has it's ninety minutes, not too long. Ninety minutes of setup, no end. Though I don't think the movie has an ending. <laughs> I think the movie has a 
the credits just popped up out of nowhere. It You're literally like, sets something up that you think will continue with the movie, and then it just ends. Wow. And I can't say the performances were bad. It was just not not a good movie. Nothing resonated with you? Right. I did forget I also watched Dallas Buyers Club, which how that I enjoyed the shit out of that. You, I, yo, you how had the crazy best. Is that? You had the best text of the week about Jared Leto. What? How the fuck did he fuck up Joe Grizz yeah. beyond me? Yeah, he no, he did incredible. I'll be honest. At first, I'm like, oh fuck, this is Matt McConaughey playing Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> and then once news breaks, it like just turns. It's like. Holy shit, you just see him. I'm like, it's a I, very heavy movie. It is, and it was such well, so well done. Mm-hmm. And I want to say the subject was very well handled, definitely. Yep, absolutely. Nice. Um, and then I saw Moneyball, I saw Shakespeare in Love. Oh, were you in love with Shakespeare in Love? I, under, I, I'm more angry that it beat Saving Private Ryan. There it is, there it is. <laughs> Well, because first of all, I'm like, huh, this is too rom-commy for you. I can't wait to see. Oh, Jen will love Shakespeare in Love. Jen will be all over Shakespeare in Love. It is a straight-up rom-com. Yeah. Straight-up rom-com. I've actually never been interested in watching it because I'm not a huge Gwyneth Paltrow fan. Yeah. So it never honestly, like, interested in me. I guess if it's on TV, maybe I'll start it, but... And then I rewatched No Country for Old Men. I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, Javier Bardem is... Have you guys seen it? No. Oh, and you, you saw Atonement too, I think, right? No, uh, the, English will, patient. the English patient. Got it. There and then there will be blood. A s- confirms how I feel about Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you went on a little mini binge, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we're doing best performances in a few weeks, and it just affirmed that's one of the best performances like ever. No, he he is. It. Just remember, if you ever watch it, he's a Brit, and I know it's acting, but he. Yeah. Destroys the role Daniel Plainview. It's nice. so good. Uh, Rye, you don't like it, right? It's not that I don't, okay. Again, it's not that I don't <laughs> like it. It's just it's not not uh, your type of movie. Yeah, exactly. Like it's very well done. I appreciate I appreciate everything that's great about mm. it. But will I like rush DDL. to be like? Will I have it on replay? Like I have Joker on? No. Well, if you want to know about becoming an oilsman, <laughs> an oil tycoon. And in the last movie I saw this morning, which I sucks that I missed it last year, was Waves. It would have been on my top ten. Really? Waves is like, and I put it in a you tweet. Said it broke it you. It broke me halfway through. That's incredible. And then it picks you up because it does something very unique. You have technically two main characters. And after something happens the first half of the movie, you take the second character and you don't see that first half, the first character from the first half of the movie, the rest of the movie. Wow. So it's it's kind of two movies in one. That's clever. That's and you cool. see how this specific person deals with something. And the use of regular music, the soundtrack was great. Yeah. Use a lot of like really dope hip hop. And the scores, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh, shoot. So the I score the with the soundtrack, highly, highly, highly recommended. It. It's like, I guess it's a coming of age story, but not really. It's hmm. like a nice blend. It's right in the okay. middle. So highly recommend it if you guys... Don't want to cry you, or be yeah, sad. We, we all need a good cry, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> all right. So let's move on. So let's get into our top five lists. Okay. List. So let's go with, what do you think we should start with? Should we do our winners and losers first or, and save our lineups for last? I say do lineups first. First? All right, cool. All right. So let's start with worst best picture lineups. And 
this one was uh, a lot easier to do than the winners. And I'll be honest, on my notes, all I have is the year. So if you want to find out what the actual lineup is, just go look it up on Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you we do might the work. share on some. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> you do some homework, damn it. I, I, feel like, I feel like Ryan, when he was making his list, like went through like, what year do I just not like? <laughs> I hate threes. You know what? No, <laughs> screw, legit, you, screw you, 1953. I'll tell you how I made this list. I legit went to Google and I started like 90s. Like, and I'm like, all right, because that's when I'll remember a lot of movies. And I did a couple like in the 60s and 70s as well. But I went, so I went 90, 91 winners, 92 winners. And I scrolled and I'm like, all right, 93 winners. And I just kept going. Like for a good, I want to say all together hour, I'm like going through Google. Like, it's crazy, okay, right? I, yeah, I'm like, all right, this one. Wait, now I got to move this one. <laughs> so I, I started the same way. And then when I did, I'm like, you know what? Someone must have done this list before in their lives too. So like, yeah. worse lineups. Did it? Did it help? Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Because like, um, even I have to be like aware that like I haven't seen many movies that are like prior to the 60s, 70s. Yep. So like, I had to kind of like at least give credit where credit is due and say like, hey, there's stuff before this. Yeah. And it's actually pretty well agreed upon that like the two years that are terrible lineups. Everyone agrees on. So like, I wonder if we're gonna movie? be there. Yeah. What's your oldest movie like that you've seen? What? Ooh. I know you're probably gonna have some. Wait, like the oldest movie I've ever seen in my life? Yeah. 1924 or 1925? I don't even know. I gotta say, for me, it was a streetcar named Desire. I love that's 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 love streetcar named Desire. Awesome. Are you thinking about silent pictures yeah. for you? Yeah. 19. I think 1924 is the oldest. Yeah. So and I've seen Birth of a Nation in in. Uh, in college, yeah, that's a rough. That's a one. rough movie, <laughs> not in a good way. Like it's a yeah, like, super racist movie. It's not, yeah, it's not recommended. It's to not watch recommended to watch. Yeah, like, oh. I mean, if you want to watch it in the sense of like the historical and how terrible people really were, like, yeah, it's a very Nation. racist movie. And yeah. at least as far as production value, like oh yeah, for the, for the production, for the production and yeah. the director to do what he did was. Hmm was very much like ahead of its time in a way yeah. with like the way the camera work and and the sets and things but it is a very very, very racist like gone movie. with the wind it's basically i like gone with the, the wind the but gone with the God, gone with the wind is pretty it's racist what, what what year is gone with the wind 1939 so all right so let's get started here all right so my number five worst best picture lineup is 2004 here are the nominees and the winner so let's start with the winner Million Dollar Baby won Best Picture. I don't love Million Dollar Baby at all. The Aviator. I don't love The Aviator. Shh, your wife's right there. I know. <laughs> Finding Neverland. I don't love Finding Neverland either. What year was this? 2004. 2004. Sideways. Whatever. Ray. I kind of like, but nothing nothing yeah. too crazy. Here what, here's what didn't get nominated. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Before Sunset. Collateral. And The Incredibles. Ah, that doesn't yeah. doesn't work for me. N- next up, number four, two thousand eight, and there's no way I was gonna do one of these worst lineups without two thousand eight. <laughs> yep. This is the one that changed everything for the the way the academy runs. This was such a bad lineup that the academy had to change the rules. <laughs> the voting changed after this, and the lineups changed after this. And here we go. The winner is Slumdog Millionaire. Which I like really, really good. good. Yes, <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, Frost Nixon, whatever, fine. Milk and The Reader. Milk's I good. I actually don't love Milk. Okay. Um, here's like what Nixon. didn't get nominated. Oh, just just say it. Just say it. Like, I'm it saving it for last. <laughs> <laughs> Wally. 
Yes, oh. right there. <laughs> what the hell? The Wrestler and The Dark Knight. Can you say that last movie one the more The Dark time? Knight. <laughs> that second to last as well? The movie won. <laughs> I think it won four Oscars, nominated for eight Oscars, won an acting award, but no, we're not going to... We're not. How did nominations work back then? Like, why didn't it get nominated? It wasn't preferential. It was, uh, I think it's just, you just list your straight 10 and, and, and you work that way. It was also the bias, which goes Comics into my wins later with Ledger. Ledger's on my wins list because I was, to the day, to the moment they announced him, I still wasn't sure because of what, who he portrayed. Got it. All right. Number three, I have 1996. So I have... The English Patient, which I just saw, good movie. Secrets and Lies, whatever. Shine, whatever. Fargo is fantastic, but <laughs> this is a hot take. I don't like Jerry Maguire. And Jerry what? Ma- Jerry Maguire is uh, was nominated for Best Picture. Jerry Maguire is amazing. It's fine. It's a solid sport. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's amazing. Show me the money. <laughs> yeah, that's about and... it, though. And then my number two and the is... the little boy, uh, l- 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 Mickey. <laughs> my number two is 2011. And this is already when I was starting to really get into this stuff. Here are the nominees. The Artist, who won Best Picture. And you've seen The Artist, Jen? Yeah. Do you like The Artist? I do like The Artist. I, I don't know that that year I would have necessarily agreed it to be Best Picture, but I actually didn't think. I thought it was a nice odd to the silent era. The Descendants. Probably the worst nominee, Best Picture nominee of all time. Extremely loud and incredibly close. The book was better. Um, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, The Tree of Life, War Horse, and the only great movie, actually Tree of Life is pretty great, but um, the only great movie- The saving grace of that year? Is Moneyball. Word. So that is my five through two. Jen, you want to take over? Breaking news. Kobe Bryant just died. Wait, What? What? Yeah, we... he was in a helicopter crash. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Condolences to his family. This is wow. I'm like shocked. How did you get that though? It hasn't posted yet. It's ESPN. Yeah. <gasps> wow. That's insane. This is this nuts. is definitely a downer now. Salute. Salute. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right, Jen, so what what made your list of worst best picture lineups? Okay, so I'm starting. My number five is 1963 with Tom Jones, America, America, Cleopatra, How the West Was Won, and Lilies of the Field. The winner that year was Tom Jones. Uh, I don't know. I've never actually really seen all these movies except Cleopatra. I've only seen, and this is a very lackluster year for me. Oh, Number four, 1949, All the King's Men, Battleground, The Harris, a Letter to Three Wives, and 12 O'Clock High. So, no. Nothing there. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Number three, 1946, The Best Years of Our Lives. Oh, you lives. really went old. Yes, I went old. Okay. <laughs> Henry V, It's a Wonderful Life, which I love that movie. The Razor's Edge and The Yearling. Wait, one best picture. Which based off a book. Uh, the Best Years of Our Lives. Okay. So, the only one that I really love out of this is It's a Wonderful Life. So it's pretty lackluster for me. And my number two is 1990. You w- you actually put it? I still put it. Oh, that's so interesting. Dances with Wolves, dun, dun, dun. which won. Wolf. 
Goodfellas, uh, Godfather you, you 3, <laughs> Ghosts, and Awakenings. So while I love Goodfellas and Awakenings, Godfather 3 is the weaker of the other two. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. Ghost, I actually didn't even realize Ghost was nominated for Best Picture, not where I would have put The it Swayze. And then Dances with Wolves, no thanks. So um, I'm in the minority here. I like Godfather 3. <laughs> Well, no, you. Uh, I think we also we liked it. We just think it's the weakest of. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's really, really, really weak. It's like, weak. Uh, like Dark it was Knight probably Rises. nominated because it's Godfather, but like not that Batman I think Begins. it deserved the nomination. Really? You think Batman Begins is weaker than Dark Knight Rises? There's certain. I liked the ending of Begins better, but I like the overall of. Dark Knight Rises. So I'm the other way around. I love the overall end of Dark Knight Rises, but I love Batman Begins from beginning to end. Like I think it's, I think DC hasn't really done an origin story that's really, really worked, and correct me if I'm wrong, better than Batman Begins. I agree. I think Batman Begins is their best origin story. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, I maybe I'm drawing I'm a blank right now. The kind of comes to me, and I, hate, I don't know why it comes to my head, is Shazam. I, I, I was thinking that too. <laughs> That's a really good origin story too. Really and then the other other one, I guess, is Superman uh, from seventy eight. Wonder Woman. Oh, you mean Christopher Reeve? Wonder Woman is oh, a, yeah. no because wh- her origin story. Oh no, it, 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 it is half origin. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a good one too. Aquaman. Not better than Batman Begins. True. I don't think any of those are better than Batman Begins. But all right, Rye, go for it. All right. Give me get don't give me a lineup. We're gonna look up we'll look it up years. ourselves. Just the year. Which year. year are you just mad at? <laughs> I hate two thousand six. <laughs> um two thousand four, two thousand two, and two thousand eight. Two thousand two is a interesting year because that's Gangs of New York, the pianist. Uh is that the Chicago year that won Best Picture? Oh. Uh, P- a pianist. Uh, pianist won, didn't it? Pianist didn't win Best Picture, oh. unfortunately. Oh, a beautiful! I think it was a beautiful mind. Not one hundred percent sure, but yeah, Leo. Okay, so when I was doing my list, kind of like I did also do research on it, and it's funny because two of the years, my bottom two, uh, are actually ones that Jenny mentioned because they're like well known as terrible lineup years. So my number five is nineteen fifty two. What was that? The greatest show on earth. One, <laughs> high, high noon, Ivanhoe, Moulin Rouge, and The Quiet Man. Uh, what could have gone in? Yeah. Singing in the rain. Yeah. I'll never... I think it's all jokes aside, you know, with the whole La La Land thing. I think the Academy hates really good musicals Maybe. outside of West Side Story. Maybe. Maybe. Because Singing in the Rain and then La La Land. Maybe musicals used to be like what comic book movies are now. Like it's like the bastard stepchild that no one wants to accept as an actual good so film. from musicals to gangster films. It could comics. be. It's funny because... It could be, yeah. I, um, we were talking about musicals earlier this week on our, on our side chat and... Um, I was talking to Kev about watching Singing in the Rain and um, Swing Time, old musicals. Musicals are not what they were no. today. That's why I like La La Land so much. When you, if you watch these old musicals, dude, these guys and Jen, I'll give Jen all the credit on Swing Time. These guys, their dancing is, I can't even describe it. It's so, so good. Yeah. And when you watch Singing in the Rain, there is a scene uh, with a song called, I think, Gotta Laugh or Gotta Dance. That gotta dance, gotta dance. That um, Gene Kelly and I forgot, I forget the other guy's name. Um, and singing the rain while Jen looks it up, he wow. did this. It was like a five minute song, and no breaks. He did it one wow. take. Wow! And it was so bad he had to go to the hospital because he was so out of breath. Wow! Yeah. That's how different musicals were back then than they are 
today. No, yeah. And the Academy used to love them. This is not Donald Donald. There you go. I know Sinatra did play in musicals. Did he ever win or come close? Who, Gene? Uh, no, Frank. Sinatra. Sinatra? No. The closest thing was Guys and Dolls. Guys and Dolls. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Which I love, Guys yeah, and no. Dolls. That's a very good movie, it, too. Like, performed? No. Oh, so much fun to see. It is live. it? Yeah. All right. Uh, my number four, another one that Jenny mentioned, is 1949. Winner was All the King's Men, Battleground, The Heiress, A Letter to Three Wives, and 12 O'Clock High. Uh, now, the next three are ones that I've actually lived through and watched most of the movies. My number three worst lineup is 2011. You mentioned this. The winner was The Artist. Yes. Um, the Descendants, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, The Help, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball, The Tree of Life, War Horse. Uh, personally, out of that collection of films, I probably would have Moneyball. gone Moneyball yeah. as my number one. Yeah. Moneyball so good. Uh, my second worst year would have been 2004. Oh, right exactly on exactly right what on. you said, dude. Yeah. It's a uh, million dollar baby was meh. The Aviator I enjoyed, but out of the, if you're gonna rank the Leo performances, it's not his number one. No, Finding Neverland was forgettable. Ray was a standout, um, and Sideways was also one of those like it's good, but I don't know if it's like top. I haven't gone back to it since 2004. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it, that that pretty much says that. You want to kick off the yep. super round? Go ahead. So my worst year, which you've already mentioned on your list, was 2008. Yes. And it wasn't for the movies that were nominated, it but instead the, for the movies that, that weren't. weren't. So the winner, nice. as David mentioned before, was Slumdog Millionaire, which is an incredible movie. But Dark Knight and Wally get overlooked. L- legit. No, like, all jokes aside, do you think with the Academy the way it is now, a little bit more open to comic book movies you think dark knight wins best picture that year over slumdog yeah especially because of the fact that you've even detailed it won other awards here's the problem with slumdog if i remember because that has a lot more of the racial thing going on with it so they might try to play that card to get away from oscar so white so they might go with that that's fair over dark knight just for to save their ass now they were doing it for the merit i would say there was no controversy back then so they even have to do that they didn't even have to save face well, I'm saying it, you were saying if it was done, like it was today. So gotcha. I, like, I see what you mean. I yeah, see what I you mean, mean. I think it would have been. I think it would have been an even fight. It would have been Joker versus 1917. Yeah. It would have been like okay, think, they're both awesome films. Let the voters decide which they like more. And I think Dark Knight would have the edge because it had an acting win. Uh, Slumdog didn't even have. It's the last. Ironic, we're in a year that this may happen. The last time a movie won Best Picture without an acting nomination was Slumdog. So yeah, but it's so don't get me wrong. If Wally and Dark Knight were in this lineup, maybe on a different list, this list would have been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty, what's your worst? Um, I have a little bit of honorable mention in 2012, but 1996 is my worst. Oh yeah, I named it. I actually, <laughs> you, you don't even need to look that up, guys, because I already named yeah. it. Most Jen, of this has been named. You're good. What's your worst lineup? <laughs> My worst is 1995. Dun, dun, dun. Hold your thought because that's my worst lineup. Aww. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> so, so can I say it? Free name every. Heart. I was going to say name everyone but the winner. Shout out to Kevin because one of his favorite movies is actually one of the worst best picture winners of all time. Braveheart. Jen, you can name the rest. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Apollo 13, Babe, The Postman. And sense and sensibility. So then you guys are telling me you didn't enjoy those movies at all? Or I they're do just like Babe, not... but I don't think Babe was a best picture. Apollo I 13? I like, that's oh, the, no, I do like That's Apollo the only 13. one I like. Okay. That's the only, the only one, one I really, really like. like but yeah. That's the one. 
that I thought would win. I mean, I was a kid, but like from a distance, I thought that's what would win best. Because I think that's yeah, what the kid that... I knew. Babe had no chance. Charlotte's <laughs> <laughs> like Web winning an Oscar. Because oh, that's kind of what made the, what, what made this so interesting and difficult was like even if you have one of the most like classic greatest films of all time as the winner. The rest of the lineup is terrible. It should still be on this list. Yeah. So like ninety five, I thought was okay. Like there was enough in there. I'm like, okay. I mean, like Apollo thirteen was probably like the cream of the crop. I think so. Yeah. I, I just like I never got the Braveheart thing. I love Gladiator, so it's not like I'm biased against those types of. Yeah. Movies. I just don't like. I don't like it. I was very very boring. I just find okay. myself really bored watching Fair. Braveheart. But yeah, that's my number one worst best picture lineup as well. Now going to our best. Dun dun dun. 2016 is my number five. I have two recent ones on here. 2015 best picture lineup is La La Land, Moonlight, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Fences, Manchester by the Sea, Hidden Figures, and the very underrated, underappreciated Hell or High Water. Ooh. That lineup is Money, uh, Moonlight won Best Picture, and I guess La La Land won Best Picture, too. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my number five. My number four is 1977. So we have Bound for Glory, and then that's a good movie, but here we go. Network, Taxi Driver, All the President's Men, and Rocky. Wrong yeah. movie, won Best Picture, mm. but overall, that fair, lineup fair. is fantastic. My number three is 1974. Nominees are Chinatown, The Conversation, Lenny, The Towering Inferno, and the greatest sequel of all time, The Godfather Part Two. And then my number two is actually, I always say don't be prisoner of the moment, but I'm going to be prisoner of the moment <laughs> this year, is my favorite, my number two favorite for this reason. Eight out of the nine movies were my top 15 favorite films of the year. And we go into what movies are going to stand the test of time. And that's very important when we do these yeah. these lists here. I can say Parasite, Joker, 1917 for what it did and for the genre of war films. War film, I yeah. think it's, it's my number two favorite war film of all time. Um, Jojo Rabbit. For Taika being able to do with that movie something that a lot of people didn't expect it to do, like turn that horrific event into a comedy. Okay. Because I remember even Jen was very hesitant to watch it at first with JoJo. Not even the horrific event, just the horrific person yeah. that it's based off of. And then... But he was a fucked up person. Like, all obvious aside, if you ever, like, I was a major World War II buff as a mm-hmm. kid. Like, he was a fucked up person. Like, yeah. all different drugs he tried. He was trying to get with his cousin at one point. It was like, he's very interesting. Just what gets me is, like, how he was able to just go in and people just blindly followed. Well, yeah. And did what they did. Yeah. And Look at today with the Kardashians. <laughs> what? Well, Thank you. I was trying to. Oh, <laughs> greatest segue <laughs> ever! Well, and then um, Adolf Hitler, and then one of Kardashian, and I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will be looked at as one of Tarantino's best films in the long in the long run. So I think it'll it'll have some semblance of lasting effect, and okay. that's my five through two, Jen. Okay, my so I do have an honorable mention with. 
three of them. I have 2019 because I really do think this is a really strong lineup this year. I'm not going to go through them because you just did that. And then uh, I would say 1939, which had the winner of that year was Gone with the Wind. But it was Gone with the Wind, Dark Victory, Goodbye, Mr. Chips, Love Affair, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, if you've never seen. It's one of the best Jimmy Stewart movies. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, definitely. Ninochka of Mice and Men, Stagecoach, The Wizard of Oz, and Wuthering Heights. So it's a very strong best picture lineup. And then my other one was 1987 with The Last Emperor, Broadcast News, Fatal Attraction, Hope and Glory, and Moonstruck. And The Last Emperor was the winner there. Yuck. It's not yuck. <laughs> At least it didn't woof. I mean, that's <laughs> saying. Like, I guess yuck is like the level before woof. <laughs> <laughs> my number five is 1967 with In the Heat of the Night, Bonnie and Clyde, Dr. Doolittle, the Graduate, and guess who's coming oh, to that's dinner? A good, that's a good lineup. That's so a it's really a good, good lineup. Yeah, that's a really I've good actually lineup. never seen Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, on but there, the other so. four are really but the good. other four are money. Uh, my number four is 1940, and that is uh, Rebecca, All This in Heaven Two, Foreign Correspondent, The Grapes of Wrath, The Great Dictator, Kitty Foyle, The Letter, The Long Voyage Home, Our Town, and The Philadelphia Story. So my favorites out of there are. Philadelphia Rebecca, story. The Philadelphia story is my top one. Uh, the Great Dictator, The Grapes of Wrath is a really good, really good movie with um, Peter Fonda. And then uh, my number three is 1976 with Network, Rocky, All the President's Men, Bound for Glory, and Taxi Driver. And Rocky, the winner. Number two is 1994 with Forrest Gump. Quiz Show, The Shawshank Redemption, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and Pulp Fiction. Yes. All right, right. Give right. us your years. What yeah. years did you really, really like? <laughs> My favorite years were. Imagine, no. by the way, imagine cutting into the episode and Ryan's just naming years. Like, <laughs> is this podcast about like just, <laughs> just like just years, numbers. Numbers. All right, go ahead, Ryan. I'm sending you a secret message. <laughs> <laughs> da Vinci Code, like five, is based on this. Ninety-eight. 95, 94, and 20. You like 1998? That's a Shakespearean love year. <laughs> There's something there I like. I can't remember exactly. Saving Private Ryan? Probably. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Lily. All right. So my number five is actually a year that was very – it was the first year I ever watched every single nominee. And it was like – it was for me, it was like, this is – wow. The Academy – well, actually, award season can be so much fun if you see all the movies – isn't it? It's when so you, much. Yeah. Oh my! Because you, like, you literally are watching the award shows. You're like, I really want this, but this is good too. I understand this. So my number five is 2015. Spotlight was the winner. That's a good one. Uh, the Big Short, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant. So we have some Leo love. Leo. Uh, the Room or Room, <laughs> and uh, and The Martian. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, my number four is 1994. As Jenny mentioned, so low. Forrest Gump was the winner. Shawshank Redemption was in it too, and Pulp Fiction. They're the like the hall the callouts. My number three, as Jenny mentioned as well, is 1976 <laughs> with Rocky. We all have 76. Yeah, Rocky, Taxi Driver, All the President's Men, and my number dos is 1939, Gone with the Wind, The Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah, Jenny had it on her list too, but those are the main, my main call-outs for that year. All right, and what is your number one? My numero uno is 1975, 
The winner was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. Dog Day Afternoon. Jaws. Um, those were my three main call-outs for the lineup for that year. I mean, as far as the... Uh, I think all three films end up becoming iconic in some way or another. Um, and like in any other year, you would have each one of those win the top award. Easily, yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, my number one is 1975. All right, right. What's your, what's your favorite year? <laughs> 91. <laughs> <laughs> what won Best Picture that year? So Silence of the Lambs won Best Picture in 91. I Googled for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, then it was Beauty and the Beast, Bugsy, JFK, and the Prince of Tides. Okay. Nominated. Nice. All right, Jen. Okay, my number one is 1950. We have All About Eve, which one? Born Yesterday, Father of the Bride, Sunset Boulevard. Oh, and then, Sunset Boulevard. And then is King so Solomon's good. Mind. So oh. that would be the only one that I would be like, mm. Oh, that might be on my list next But 1950 week. is a very strong year. So for anyone that hasn't seen it, definitely watch Born Yesterday. It's a great film. Obviously, watch Sunset Boulevard and All About Eve. And Father of the Bride is fun. Spencer Tracy, a yeah. young. Very young Elizabeth Taylor. All about Eve beats Sunset Boulevard. That t- that's tough. But they're both great. Films. Yeah, they're both great. That and then would be a tough. That's a conundrum. And then my number one is uh, 1994. I think that is the pinnacle of Best Picture lineups. Uh, Quiz Show, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, and Forrest Gump. Just those four alone. I mean, I've never seen Quiz Show. So, oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, I think I showed Jen Quiz I've Show never for seen the. the- uh, four weddings and a funeral. That's still good. At all there, but, but that was those a, four. Was that the, I think I was, re- I was doing the research. The writer, I think one of the writers of Love Actually is from f- that movie from uh, Four Weddings and oh, a Funeral. Really? So oh. like that, that's what started this whole thing. So I'm like, well, I guess I have to give it props too. <laughs> you probably uh, love it. I probably adore <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, in terms of like those four, I mean, I don't think the right movie won Best Picture, and I love Forrest Gump. So yeah. you'd put Quiz Show right on the same level as all. Yeah, yeah, it's films. that good. That's it's incredible. that good. It's that good. That's it's just. I'm very intrigued in old 50s game shows. And I was when when I first heard about it, I think it was like 10, 11 years old. And then I it took me a while because I couldn't find it anywhere. It was I couldn't find it on DVD. I couldn't find it at tape at the time. I finally saw it for the first time like five years ago and I was blown away. It was oh, wow. so good just because I've always felt that quiz shows are rigged and there was a big scandal in the 50s when the game show 21 was rigged and they talk about how it was rigged and what led to the show being rigged and what led to them picking specific contenders to be the winner of the specific show. So that's a really, really good movie. But yeah, that is our best and worst best picture lineups. Now let's go to our best and worst winners and losers. Jen, you can kick it off this time. Ooh. We're going we to start with... All right, well... I have a twist on this list, oh, actually. So I decided, first of all, this is really hard because there's so she a, lot a lot of winners. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of winners. So this is like really difficult to do it. And then I was like, you know what? This is partly my podcast, so I can do whatever the hell I want. So I decided to twist the list around a little bit. Dun, dun, dun. Heel turn. I'm going to give you my five best female winners in any Oscar that's category. Terrible. Oh, that's a cool twist. And my five worst female winners in any Oscar category. So none of this is uh, best picture, obviously, because we're saving that for next week's episode. But uh, I'm going to start with my worst. David. Go ahead. I'm going to give you my five through one since no one else has done this one. 
So my number five, Renee Zellweger for Cold Mountain. She won in 2003 for supporting actress. Oh, well, now I got to go back, but I didn't think she, the performance was not. It was like meh. Was yeah. meh. Yeah. The performance was just not. Uh, my number four, and not all of these are acting. There's a few other twists. Number four, Anne Hathaway, 2012 for Lame. What? Rob. Yeah, dude, I was about I to put her on my list too. It. But who should have won? Well, you I can't do these lists. Well, back, <laughs> but I'm just giving it to you. That's the only reason I took it off too, because I couldn't figure out who to put instead yeah. of it. But it wasn't a good performance. Oh, you're gonna just wait. I haven't gotten to the one that's really gonna give you a woof reaction. My number three, Octavia Spencer for the help in 2011. <laughs> David's freaking out you know right what? now. She has strong moments in the movie as a whole, but it hmm. wasn't anything for me where I thought she necessarily should have won. I love that. Actually. Can I just say it's awesome to see here, sit here, see, see actually, see my reaction. <laughs> right? it's, it's, a, it's, it's a whole different element I might to even it. Take the train like every week. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> My number two, Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Linings Playbook. Wow. David's getting up and walking away. away. I think he threw off his ring. He's grabbing a beer. (laughs) This primarily is because Silver Linings Playbook is a much better book than I think movie, honestly. And her performance was fine here, but I don't think it just wasn't. So this is one of my worst winners. My number one is Gwyneth Paltrow in Shakespeare in Love. Oh, we're gonna be literally because just mentioned that earlier too. I haven't seen the too. movie in whole, but then why I've can you? You because, can't put it on yes, your list because yes, I can because I've seen enough with the clips and the media and everything else, and it just wasn't. So it's on my list. I can do whatever I want. It's my list. It is half her show, so she can do whatever she wants. So that is my five worst women winners. And in welcome any to Oscar the fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> So then right, you right. guys can go. Right. Do you just have years here? Or do you yeah, actually have, have people? No, I actually have people this okay, time. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever performance happens. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> do you have the who, who should have won it too or no? Yeah. Fame uh, over Empire for score. Hanks. Really? That happened? I. That's what I chose. Cause, oh, shit. Because here's my thing. I can't tell you a single beat from any of the score of Fame, but... Half of Empire is iconic. Yeah, um, absolutely. The Emperor of March, so on and so forth. For number four, I kind of cheated because I put two better options over That's the That's all right. Jenny, Jenny cheated early <laughs> by changing the category up completely. And this was hard for me to do, but... <laughs> I do what I want. Hank, <laughs> Tom Hanks over Freeman and Travolta. So Forrest Gump over uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction. Okay. Um... Whoopi Goldberg over Lorraine Bracco. So that means ghost. That is awful. I'm yeah. with you 100% on <laughs> There's that. There's no need. There's no need for that. And Dances with Wolves over Goodfellas <laughs> for screenplay. I actually have that for another category. <laughs> Dancing with Wolves is getting destroyed. <laughs> Fuck you, Dances. I, like I, I need to go watch it again just to give it some love. All right. Okay, my number. Wait, did five. you do five through two or five? Five through two. I All right, go ahead. Yeah. My number five uh, for best actor, uh, Art Carney in Harry. That's and your Tonto number five over oh, Al Pacino, Godfather Two. My number four best director, Bob Fosse in 1973, Cabaret over Francis Ford Coppola. By the Godfather way, one. Go back in the archives. There is an episode where I eviscerate Jen and G because they said that Fosse. Should have won director over Coppola. Oh, wow. I think I may have been on that episode. Were you on yeah, that? Yeah, because I remember like, when I was doing the research for this list, I was like, I remember this conversation happening. 
Mind you, I really like Cabaret. Okay. Yeah, you did. And that's that's, not, that's, that's why you mentioned be- that too. It's not better than the fucking Godfather. Like if if you think about like pretty much movie changing films, you don't to mention Cabaret very much, but you do mention Godfather. Um, number three, best actor, Adrian Brody in The Pianist over Daniel Day Lewis in Gangs of New York. Put it there. <laughs> And my numero dos. I don't have who should have won it. I just know it shouldn't have been them. <laughs> Best original song, 3-6 Mafia. <laughs> Russell and Flo. So you're telling me it's not hard out here for a man? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you just trying to get this money for a rent? <laughs> you want me to soup around now? Or? Um, no, I have to do oh, yeah. my worst. So I'm going to snob it up a little bit with one of these. 2009 cinematography. Okay. <laughs> Avatar. Why do I have this on my list? Oh my it was God. on my list, bro. 75% of the movie is animation. How is that going to win cinematography? Oh, that, oh, yeah, no, I actually, I forgot to mention earlier, I rewatched Avatar. Oh, what do you think? Um, I still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and then what should have won in Glorious Bastards. You mean an actual movie with an actual, actual cinematography? Movie. Yes, actually. Yes, fair. My number four is Roberto Benigni. Best actor in oh, 1998. That was a really good performance. Good speech, too, but no. It was an amazing speech. Who, who I think should have won? Tom Hanks, Saving Private Ryan. My number three is Kevin Costner, Best Director, 1990, over Martin Scorsese and Goodfellas. What the fuck? <laughs> you just hate wolves. <laughs> I like the Timberwolves. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. All right. My number two is Best Actor again, 1976. Peter Finch beat Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver. No. Absolutely <laughs> no. That's just nonsense. And then to wrap around, going back, my number one worst, worst Oscar win is Art Carney, 1974. Who should have won? Al Pacino, Godfather 2. Probably it. the best performance ever. Yeah. I really hate that. <laughs> the anger. You know, it's funny because I've never seen that movie. Harry and Tonto. But what angers me more about that loss is who else is nominated besides Pacino? Pacino loses angers me to no end. But he also beat Jack Nicholson in Chinatown. And, yo, isn't that nuts? That's like, what? But, so, but I, I, when I was reading it up, it seems that the Art Carney win was also like one of those like lifetime achievement Oscars. I mean, which is sucky, but like I, I know that if you look back I at it now, I hate like, that they do that. That's annoying. I really, and I mean, I love the Oscars. It is what it is, but I hate that they do that so yeah. often. A few episodes ago, you mentioned something that it was like when you look back on this performance, what is people? What are people going to remember? Mm-hmm. Are they going to remember Adam Driver in Marriage Story, or Joaquin, or are they gonna and, Joker. Joaquin and Joker? And you clearly remember Joker. No one remembers what the heck happened in Harry and Tonto. No, I don't know. I thought it was a cartoon. <laughs> but no, my number one, which is on your list, and you're going to be happy that it's on my list, Best Director in 1991, Just Kevin nonsense. Costner Just beats nonsense. Martin Scorsese in Goodfellas. It is, it, <laughs> and it's a joke. It's and a let's, fucking joke. And let's be joke. honest, I don't hate wolves the way you guys hate wolves. <laughs> I like Timberwolves. <laughs> When I play Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, I purposely go after the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also know it's definitely Scorsese. This was like... You know what the worst yeah. part about this loss is? is? I did more research on it. Costner swept the season. Damn. Wow. He won DGA and everything. Damn. No, I'm lying. I don't think he won DGA. I think more Scorsese won DGA. It's one of those. I think he won Globe and uh, uh, BAFTA. 
Nonsense. Absolute garbage. <laughs> All right, Rye, go ahead. What's your number one? My number one for worst is Adam Brody over Daniel Day Lewis. You already a, said that. No, that was my no, that was my number one. I didn't say that yet. Yeah. No, I, you, oh, no that was that was Leo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so yeah. Same. So you Adrian Brody over have you do you you don't like the pianist? Um, I seen it when I was a long, long time ago. It's a good movie, but he's not better than Daniel yeah, Day Lewis. No. And like I, we said it earlier, Daniel Day Lewis in that movie is incredible. Yes. Daniel Day Lewis is just incredible. Period. Is one of the best actors ever, despite what Jenny tells me that I am. A, <laughs> I am a mark for DDL, but I don't. Outside of maybe Nine, the movie Nine, I don't think he really has a bad performance. No, I mean he played Abraham fucking Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> and and after after well, it was over, fair, there's other people that have played Abraham. Not Lincoln that good, too, but not that good. <laughs> and after the movie, I was like, yeah, that's how Abraham Lincoln would actually sound like, based on your expertise of Abraham Lincoln. Yes, <laughs> yes. I saw Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter too. There you go. <laughs> you know what? Now I take your word for it. All right, Jen says you you kicked us off before. You can kick us off now. What's your best wins? My best female winners. Do five, yes, get it right. Do five through two. Oh, okay. Not the number one? No. Okay. My number... So I have an honorable mention. I have two. So I have one, Judy Holiday for Best Actress for Born Yesterday in 1950. And then my other one is Domi Shi for Animated Short for uh, Bao. B-A-O. Oh, nice. oh I love that win. Love that win yeah. last year. So my number five is Edith Head. Eight Academy Awards for Costume Design. 35 nominations total. So what she won for was The Heiress, Samson and Delilah, All About Eve, A Place in the Sun, Roman Holiday, Sabrina, The Facts of Life, and The Sting. And you'll know her best from working anything that was in an Alfred Hitchcock film was her costume design. Anything Grace Kelly wore, Kim Novak. Um, my number four is 2008, Catherine Bigelow. That's that low? I thought that would be like number one. No, but she's the first woman to win Best Director for The Aww. Hurt Locker. My number three is Katherine Hepburn. She was nominated more, but she had four Academy Awards for Morning Glory, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, The Lion in Winter, and On Golden Pond. And my number two is Claudette Colbert for It Happened One Night. Good one. And she is actually the first European-born actress to win that award in, uh, what was it, 1934? 1934, yeah. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Um, Dorian, it's not just yours this time. Um, number five, Robin Williams for Goodwill Hunting. Number four, uh, Joe Pesci for Goodfellas. Number three, this was, I kind of cheated because you can just pick any time he won, but John Williams for Score. And oh, number word. two, uh, Matthew McConaughey for uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Nice. That's a, that's a, we called it the McConaissance back then. <laughs> yeah. Because he was, he was killing yes. it. Yeah. Uh, it's like what, 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 what's happening in Keanu recently. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, the, Ke yeah. the Keanu-sance. <laughs> All right, Lee, what uh, do you got? So my number five for supporting Actor in 2009, Heath Ledger, The Dark Knight. That's Guy. number five? That's number five. Look, Oof. let's be honest. It was an incredible performance, yeah. but I it's still supporting actor. And I think that the rest of them, I'm like, I, I also think, are like also just as iconic performances. Was it really supporting? Yeah. It's a oh. Batman movie, Ryan. <laughs> it felt more like a Joker movie to me. <laughs> My number four best actress in 1990, Kathy Bates in Misery. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, because she it was it was brutal. I remember watching that movie when I was little, and it was like, it was yeah, it was it was it was changing. My number three, another ex Joker, uh, Jack Nicholson, winning Best Actor in One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest. 
And my number two best actor in 1954, Marlon Brando on the waterfront. Yes. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. All righty. So my number five, I went pretty deep cut on this one. 2011 original screenplay for her, Spike Jones. Damn. Yeah, I um, anyone that's seen her on here, it's one of Joaquin, one of my favorite Joaquin performances. Actually, I just watched that this week. Did you well. like it? Nice. I loved the hell out of it. It's really well done. I remember when the movie first came out, I was like, um, oh, what's her about? And I'm like, oh yeah, like the guy falls in love with his iOS, and they're like, Scarlett Johansson's voice. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like. No, 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 trust me. It's not just that. It's about companionship, about relationship, about the, about the feeling of wanting to be loved by someone. And that's what Joaquin's character wants the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I did notice a lot of similarities in his character there. To the, Arthur? Yeah, like he Arthur. just wants to be loved? Just wants to be loved. Kind of the loner. The, just his mannerisms and the way he talked a lot as well. Like I'm like, I see a lot of Joker in here. My number four is also Kathy Bates in Misery. Oh. One, because it's a horror movie, and the Academy said, here. <laughs> oh, really? Was it like... Is, I is think it, it's is, one of the... Outside of The Exorcist in 1974, uh, three, or whenever The Exorcist came out, it was nominated for Best Picture. I think it's the only horror film to ever have a Best, an best Actor. Right? Yeah, That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. It's one of those... I, I, I gotta believe it when I see it. If okay. I was... You know, an adult at that time. But it's an incredible performance. Oh, too. yeah. It's nuts. My number three is Catherine Bigelow's win for The Hurt Locker. One, because it beat fucking Avatar. <laughs> That's always good. That's always good. And she beat Jim Cameron. It was her ex husband. By the way, I was, I was actually watching this. That's dope. I was That's watching her winning yesterday in preparation. And you see Jim behind her. Because they, I don't. I guess they purposely sat them next to each other. You kind of have to, yeah. So she was, he was, she was in front of him with her husband, and he was there with his wife, I guess. And when she won, we can poke fun at Cameron. He, he was like, "All right," and he got up and clapped for her, like good shit. And I, what I really like about that is, um, um, oh my god, what is her name? Barbara Streisand is the one that announced it. Announced or, it, yeah. and when she saw the envelope, she's like. She was like, the time has come. And then she's like announced her. So everyone like, that's dope. It's a pretty great moment. Uh, one day it'll happen again. <laughs> yeah, one day. If if <laughs> if we're going to do it, I'm, I'm going to be Greta. Yeah, well, she's, it's going to be Greta. She's going to win an Oscar this year. Her body of work so. is freaking, it's trending that way. So yeah. She, yeah, she'll, she's going to win an adaptive screenplay this year. And then, you know, next year or whenever. What, Jen? Will she? She's going to win an adaptive screenplay. We'll see. Okay. She'll see that I'm going to adapt to screenplay. I'm pretty confident on that. And then my number two is Daniel Day-Lewis, There Will Be Blood. That performance is so perfect. Damn. So perfect. You haven't seen it, I haven't it, right? seen it. No, no, no. Like Ryan said, the movie, all jokes aside, I, yeah. I, I fuck with Ryan a little bit on that. <laughs> the movie is not for everybody. Like, I wanted Jen to see it, but Paul Thomas Anderson is a very specific type of director. Outside of Boogie Nights, I don't know anything that everyone universally, like, that's a casual film goer, actually loves. Okay. But he, just to see him, it's so... He destroys this role. It's one of those... Of course he's going to sweep. And he did sweep. He won everything that year. And I think it was listed as I, the greatest 
or top two greatest Oscar performance wins of all time. Oh, damn. That's how good he is in that movie. Okay. He is incredible. And that's when I knew he was the fucking best actor in the world because <sighs> and then he did Lincoln and he did Phantom Thread, which he was his last movie. He's really good, too. Very m- much more subtle than him playing Daniel Plainview in, in There Will Be Blood. Highly recommended. Really good. And then bringing us back around, my number one is Heath Ledger, Dark Knight. Many reasons for this outside of us loving the movie, me loving the Oscars, seeing, and I'm glad that 10 years later, I'm kind of going through the same thing right now. Seeing that Oscar race was so fun for me because I didn't think he was going to win. It's a fucking comic book movie. They've never, ever embraced it. And the guy's dead. So it was one of those, like, are they going to give it to them? Is it going to be deserving? Is it going to be just because he's dead? After the Globe is when I started seeing, like, Joaquin. I, Joaquin's a favorite. I'm still not sure <laughs> until they say his name. <laughs> I gotcha. Because the Academy is the Academy, and they do what they need I to do. I will mark out. Well, I think we all will. The funniest <laughs> thing I was thinking today when I was walking to the gym, I was like, if he happens to pull it off and finishes, finishes the job, like... Leo's going to be watching the Oscar, and we were there when we first saw it together. So yeah. it'd be a nice little bow on top of the whole season be. that, like, we were there when it started, and we wrote it the whole way. Um, and seeing all the speeches, because every win, someone new came up to accept it for him. So uh, Nolan accepted it at the Critics' Choice. Okay. Gary Oldman accepted BAFTA. His family accepted the Oscar, mm-hmm. and I don't remember who accepted the Globe. I think Nolan must have might have accepted the Globe, too. But when they, they announced the nominees on Oscar morning, on Oscar night, I mean, um, and they showed his family there, I'm like, of course he's going to win. <laughs> They're not going to bring his family here to <laughs> fucking be like, you lose. Oh, yeah, by the way, like, <laughs> good yeah. day, sir. You get nothing. <laughs> and, I, and honestly, a Marvel alum was probably number two that year, Robert Downey Jr. for yeah. Tropic Thunder. I think oh, he was probably number that two. Was such a good performance. So good. He may have won if it wasn't for Ledger. If it wasn't for Ledger. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's my number one. Uh, my number one is Best Actress in 1982, uh, Meryl Streep for Sophie's Choice. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, yes. Meryl was Meryl, but this performance felt like it was like four different movies in one, and she dominated each one of them. So, yeah, that was my number one best award. Ryan? My number one, same as yours. Heath Ledger as Joker. I mean, worst, everything you said, plus as a comic book geek, just seeing them get the recognition, and hopefully we get that this year. It would be insane to see it. I think we, I have high hopes this year. I think it's the year of the geek, although we just found out it's the year of the rat. I truly believe it's the year of the geek. Um, Last year was too. No, nah, but you know what I mean, an Oscar wise I yeah mean, well black panther i mean wins yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no but yeah my number one of uh, obviously is ledger as joker all right jen my number one female winner in any oscar category <laughs> is rita moreno for supporting oh, of course that's a good west side story that's a good wow, one that's a really good close out too considering how much we talked about west, west side story <laughs> yeah it comes full circle <laughs> It's all it's all connected. Fantastic. What's your favorite song? Is there? Uh, I should have even asked. America. Yeah, I figured. In America. Ryan, yes. never do Rita Moreno <laughs> ever again. <laughs> and best part is, was it last year or two years ago at the Oscars? She wore the dress that she won, that she won the Oscar in. Oh, nice. 
And she is in West Side Story. Good. She is. They gave her like a B role. You know. She's not going to play the same role. No, she's not. But, you know, if you're going to put her in it. I think she's playing. Would you have a problem? She's not playing her actual character. She's playing someone else. No, no. She is playing. I think they're replacing the guy in the like the 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 yes, I guess with the, the soda shop the, the guy that owned the soda shop so so she's playing the guy that owned the soda shop okay in this mm. version of West Side yeah Brian you were gonna say no I was I was wondering you have such hate for this movie before it comes out what if it was female led female directed all about Maria's side of the story and that's how it that was the pitch mark that they went off of Maria's side mm. then would you have a problem with it East Side Story. But you, have, but, you have, but you have both oh their sides. Oh my god! But West Side Story, you Wait, have both all, is, of their sides. But side, more focused. Is you side more both, about the Jets than the, 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 the Sharks? Then yeah, yeah, it is right. <laughs> then um, would you have such a problem with it? Yeah, I mean, I really didn't want to watch Little Women before this because I was like, oh, this is another movie ad- adaptation. And yeah. Even though Greta was attached, I was just like, why couldn't she pick another story to do? But obviously, like, then I saw it because we were going to watch it. We have to trust Steven Spielberg. Yeah, always trust it's, him. I guess. It, well, not it's, always. That last uh, Indiana Jones movie, we forgive him for. But oh, yeah. <laughs> but most of the time, the I don't palm. think he disappoints. That's fine. But, like, honestly, I think I would have even liked to prefer to see, like, a Latin director maybe do West Side yeah, Story. That's a good one. Over another white guy. We're not, we're, we're not we're not we're not there yet we're not there yet well, we're, 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 not there we're yet. barely on women right now this is we're so, definitely not there yet first, and but then we'll get to our you, wouldn't you rather one of the greatest of all time do it than say joe schmo off the street no like Ho- jose jose schmo jose schmo <laughs> i don't know i feel like it's funny you can do you, so much more i think we are in the latino i just want more original uh, in anything Iñartu, uh, i just i'll tell you this all of this reboot stuff like all it's not gonna change it's not gonna change i know but i'm just just like we have so many original stories and not every script is worth anything like worth, you know, but like there's something there. There's something. And it's like if you don't take a risk and you don't try it, you won't know how many of these great Oscar movies that we're talking about. Someone took a chance on them yeah. at one point like they had to. They put in the money into the studio. They got their losses. Now we're in a different world where a budget you know, you're going to have like a Dr. Doolittle, which again was remade with a, a little bit of a twist. And look how that bombed. We don't yeah, need RBJ. it. We don't even need all these Disney live action. No, we don't. No. We and don't. if you're going to give me a Disney live action, make it an original live action. You're just feeding off of the nostalgia of the people that are having kids now. So you bring them. Well, in we are getting Jungle Cruise. Continue to cycle the money. Well, that's fine. See, that's original because it's based off of the ride. A trash ride, by the way. Yeah, the ride <laughs> really but whatever. They, you know, they see enough to make a story out of it. That's fine. But like a reboot, we don't need a reboot. And last bit of news. You uh, you joked about Latinos will have their time. Fun fact, the last four years, a Latino has won Best Director. It's just funny because after you said, wait yeah. a minute, I'm like, I thought I started looking back. And Alejandro right. G. and Yaratu won two years in a row. Then Guillermo del Toro. Then Alfonso Cuaron. Damn it, Latinos are taking over. Yeah. But it, but if it's, but right, David, if it's Sam Mendes this year, man, you gotta stop throwing shade about <laughs> Mendes. He's not Latino. He's I not. know, but I'm. It's, ha- it's an S, not a Z. Whatever, I'm gonna go watch <laughs> Sam Mendes' American Beauty now. All right, so that wraps it up for this week. Next week we'll be back with our best and worst best picture winners, and our final bet. 
Oscar predictions. It's almost Ooh. over. I'll be throwing a dart and just see where it lands. Just, on. just say what I say, <laughs> and you're, you're, you're going to do great. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Peace. Peace.